Welcome to Antioch's Virtual College Fellowship, where our fellowship's goal is to keep our college students connected to Christ through simple faith applications. Today, we are joined by Ed Thomas. Ed was born and raised in Lansing, Michigan, graduating from Lansing Everett High School. He obtained a bachelor's degree in financing from Western Michigan University in a, and an MBA from Northwood University. Currently, he works for General Motors as the engineering group manager overseeing Canadian launch activities. The son of Pastor Ed Thomas and Lady Thomas of Antioch Church Lansing, he is a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, serves as an Operation Excellence Project Leader, and sits on a panel for incoming engineering students for the University of Michigan. Please help me welcome Ed Thomas. So Devin or Dominic, we're going to kick it to you first. All right, Dominic Mason. And uh, my first question we got for you here is, can you tell us about a time when your faith was tested uh, during your journey in your professional life? Well, um, I feel like uh, at every level, every stage, um, you always have a moment where you feel like your faith is being tested. So it never, it never really stops. It's not like, oh, yeah, I had that one moment over there and nothing else has happened since then. So. Um, just to kind of get that out the way, uh, it's you know, life is ebbs and flows and all of that. So you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs, just trying to manage through them. Um, but I was one of the major uh, faith testing moments uh, that I've had in my career was uh, in 2019, um, I got tapped on the shoulder uh, to take a position down in uh, Arlington, Texas. And that position was going to uh, kind of give me a, a more well-rounded uh, experience uh, throughout the company. Uh, you know, I've already, had already done a lot uh, within the company and, and having that that extra uh, tool to my toolkit uh, would just kind of set me up for uh, future opportunities and whatnot. So uh, something that I talked about with my wife, something I talked about with Pastor and Lady T., and um, prayed about it. Felt like this was the the move to make. You know what I mean. So, um, job moved me down there. Uh, set me up with the apartment. Set me up with a car and, and all of that. And everything was going great. I mean, I don't know if you guys been to Texas or not, but it's, it's beautiful. It's an open landscape. You know, the weather is good. The people are not. Um, it's just like. You know, just a, a really good atmosphere in uh, in Texas. Uh, we had started to settle in a little bit. Uh, got the kids um, in school, a good school that was right down the street from where we were staying. And uh, everything was going well. We were working out. You know what I'm saying? I was getting buff. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everything was going really good. The job was going well. And then um, 2019 uh, ended. 2020 came. It's like things just just started to take a turn. First was Kobe, you know what I mean? It, like, oh, it ain't been right since Kobe gone, man. It ain't been right. What's it happening? Ain't been right. And then uh, right after that was COVID, you know what I mean? And 
it didn't really get serious until the the NBA shut down. That's when everybody started really paying attention, right? (laughs) Right, right. That's when I started panicking. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, everything shut down, as you guys all know. So, everybody's personal lives were were affected. Work lives were affected. Um, You know, being down there in, in Texas, we didn't have uh, the support system that we had up here in Michigan. Uh, we were just pretty much down there by ourselves, just me, my wife, and our kids. Um, so we we didn't have that that support, um, and we were just trying to go through this thing pretty much by our by ourselves, uh, which was you know pretty scary in the moment because you don't know really what's going on, what's happening. You turn on CNN, NBC, all that stuff, and you see all these uh the tolls, the numbers are just rising, right? And uh scary. Like there's a an end in sight. Um and then the other part of that was um with my job, you know, I was required even though they had made everybody stay home and say, Hey, only the essential workers can can go in, uh, we were deemed part of that essential worker group. So I had to go in and uh, even though the plant was shut down, um, the the job that I was doing, you know, installing the, the tooling, the major tooling in the plants uh, still happened. So we were uh, a lot of things were being tested out on us, like the, the thermal readings as we were walking in. All of those uh, initial uh, safety uh, measures were uh, being tested out on us. And it was. It was pretty nerve wracking, um, you know, having to be out on the road, which was, you know, 2020 was a crazy time. Right. I mean, I was, was on the road and there was nobody else out on the road. You know what I mean? It was just me and I'm driving. And this is this is crazy. And, you know, with, with everything that was going on with COVID, with the, you know, the environment um, at the job. And then also with the kids, like we had to pull them out of school. Um, they had to do the virtual learning, which, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty easy now once you think about it. But I mean, back then it was it was hard, um, yeah. you know, dealing with all of that uh, was was really tough. And I was just, you know, it was like every night it was just like weighing on me. It's like, man, this is this is not what I expected it to be. Like I prayed about mm-hmm. this. Thought this was going to be different. Mm-hmm. Like what's going on, um, and it just it wasn't it wasn't a good feeling. And I would just pray, and I said, God, you know, this is terrible. You know, straight up, this is terrible. But I'm going to trust you, and uh, whatever it is that you know you are trying to teach me, or you want me to learn in this moment, make mm-hmm. it clear. Because right now I can't see it. You know, while you're going through the storm, it's hard to see why. You know what I mean? Until after the um, so it's true, it's true. Yeah. So during that during that time, um, through all of the the issues that were going on within within the job, you know, I was elevated um, to help elevated in my position. Uh, to help us get through that launch phase, right? So um, I was learning a lot. I was making a lot of connections. I was getting things done, um, things that, you know, I wouldn't have done or or been able to do had not I gone through that situation. Um, And, you know, coming back from 
Texas after that that launch was over, you know, positioned me to then get a promotion, you know, just like a, a month or two right after that. And because of all of that work that I was doing and stepping up and handling things that were above my pay grade at that time, that put me in a position to then six months after that, get another promotion. So within six months, I got two promotions. And it was all on what I had to go through in that moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It all kind of worked out in the end, but it was really challenging. And, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, really going through situations like that, the the biggest thing is to just try to figure out, OK, well, what am I supposed to learn during this time? Because I it stinks. I mean, not a good feeling, but what am I supposed to learn? What are my takeaways? And, you know, what is what is God trying to trying to put on my heart, trying to put on my life and, and just go from there? I like that. Powerful. It all it always seems like when things are getting are gonna go good, it's things go real, real hard right before it. Yeah. Every single time it get real hard right before something good happens in your life. Yeah. But once you push through that adversity, it's it's only up. Yeah, absolutely. It's only up from there. Uh did you have any uh tips like when you were going through those hard times? Any tips you have for someone else going through that? Uh, one, I would say, get in, get into your word. You know what I mean? You, you need to have something to, to lean on. Of course, you guys, you know, you have a, a great foundation, right? Growing up in the church and whatnot. Really get into the word. Um, you know, if you, if you need to fast during that time, just to kind of clear out everything and just focus, you know, uh, that, that's always a, a good method. And then just try to find an outlet. You know what I mean? Um, during that time, it was it was <laughs> it was hard because you couldn't really be around people, yeah. and you not like just like go and play basketball, right? Yeah. You know, or working from home. Um, go to the gym, I, blow some steam. Yeah, if I if I have like a, a break in in one of my meetings or something like that, or like a lunch break, I got a hoop right out in the driveway, and I'll just go shoot for twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Just something yeah. to. Kind of get your mind off things and just get a break from from whatever is happening, you know, in, in your life, and just try to, uh, you know, get through it that way. But but yeah, stay stay in the word, uh, stay stay connected. Um, try to you know lean on the, the foundations that you you built in your life. Uh, surround yourself with with people who are you know like minded, people who are going to build you up. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Kirk, Encourage you the, through the through the tough times, and, and just try to find a, a hobby or outlet or something like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Thank you for that answer. Um, Tiana, you want to you want to take the next one? So to piggyback off of Dom's follow up, uh, Ed, what advice can you give to people entering into the job market right now <laughs> that are entering the job market? Um, I would say to run your race. Um, speaking from experience, you know, your journey is going to be different from the next person's journey. Um, when we get into the job market or we start to settle, settle into our career, 
we tend to look at people that maybe we admire or people who are in a certain position and we say to ourselves, okay, yeah, that looks like something that I would want to do, something that I could do. And then, um, you know, we try to follow in those footsteps and, you know, I've, I've been in this situation uh, before and, but that trying to follow in somebody's footsteps doesn't necessarily get you to the same results. All right. So that's, that's their journey. Um, and you may get to that level and you may get to that position, but you know, your path and your journey just may be different and that's okay. Um, you got to allow yourself to grow. You got to allow yourself to make mistakes, allow mm-hmm. you to, to learn and just try to be the, the best version of yourself day in and day out. You know what I'm saying? Like that Mamba mentality. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that's what it is right there. I always try to say, uh, try to push for 1% better every, every single day. Every day, yeah. That's how you no. keep on going. Yeah. But um, was that um, the end of your question, Tiana? Yeah, go ahead, Devin. Take it away. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I wanted to know, um, how does your career align with your calling, would you say? Um, you know, that's always a good question. Um, I feel that it's a great right, question. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm still trying to figure out what exactly that looks like. Um, and I also feel that, you know, your career, um, and your calling don't necessarily have to be the same thing. Right. Um, okay. I know social media tells you that in order to be happy and to be looked upon as successful, that that needs to be the case. But I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, You know, now your your career may prop you up and put you in a position to execute your calling. You know what I mean? Um, When you look at somebody like LeBron, who's, you know, a great basketball player, you know, the work that he's done Mm -hmm. off the court is – just as great or even greater, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you know, he's been able to, through his foundations and all that, been able to help change lives, been able to change futures uh, of the, the people in his community. And uh, he was able to do that by the position that he was in, by being a basketball player and being extremely successful at that. But, yeah. you know, that's a career but the calling may be to actually give into the community. So those two things, those things may be a little bit different. Um, so it doesn't necessarily to me have to be, Hey, I work this job and this is my calling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's different and it's okay if it's different. I agree. I definitely agree. I like the way you put that. Definitely mm-hmm. put things in perspective. Wise words, man. Wise words. I got another one for you. I know we touched on this a little bit already, but um, what are some of the ways you dealt dealt with uh, adversities throughout your journey? Um. Well, um, I played sports growing up. Played basketball mainly, right? Um, and in sports, these obstacles, um, whenever you're presented with something, you have a couple of choices. Either you can 
you know, combat those things by trying to get better at them, or you can just try to shy away and, you know, not work on those things. Um, so for instance, I'm left-handed, right? Um, I'm, I'm able to dribble both hands without, without an issue, but I'm an example. If somebody who's a right-handed player, basketball player, if, uh, you know, all they do is just work on the right hand, their strong hand, the dominant hand, you know, layups and dribbling and all that, mm-hmm. the left hand speak. So whenever mm-hmm. somebody forced them left mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. so you can either work on that or you can just try to, you know, hide that and, and limit yourself for what you can do and how far you can go. So um, in my in my journey, um, you know, I've, I've been in different positions um, with going to or taking on new roles or new responsibilities. There's always things that that you're going to learn. You never go into a new position knowing everything. Right. If you know everything, yeah. you know, kudos to you. But I <laughs> met anybody who knows everything, even people who've been in that position for, you know, 10, 15 years. There's still things that you are able to learn. Um, but coming into a new position or coming into a position period, there's things that you don't know. Um, and one of the things that I like to do is if I'm presented with something that, you know, I have no knowledge on, you know, I take a step back and I say, okay, well, where is the information? Where are my resources so that I can get myself well versed on the subject or whatever it may be? And, uh, I try to turn that, that weakness into a strength. So I look at it as a challenge. You know what I mean? Rather than something that I try to shy away from or, you know, hide from. And um, I actually, um, whenever I I do come upon things that I don't know, it kind of excites me a little bit because the feeling that you get from not knowing something, um, the part that excites me is knowing that I'll never feel this way again because I'm about to make sure that I know as much as possible. I'm going to be, you know, an expert on this so that when this situation does arise again, I know what to do. I know how to handle it, you know, things like that. So, um, so yeah, that's how I try to uh, overcome, you know, some of the adversities is just try to tackle them head on, try to, you know, get as much knowledge and, um, expertise. Expect. Yeah. I, I'll reach out to, yeah. to who, who know more, you know what I mean? Uh, that's mm-hmm. really uh, to reach out to those resources because uh, people have a wealth of knowledge. Uh, so coming into this role as the engineering manager, you know, I don't think, but I know there's guys on the team who've been doing this job for 15 years. So rather than yeah. went up on something and messing it up and just trying to figure it out and hope that it turns out okay, just call them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. shoot, I'll, I'll make you my mentor. You know what I mean? My peer mentor. And, mm-hmm. and in this role, I'm going to hit you up. You know what I mean? We're gonna be best buds. So yeah, I, I, I like how you put that uh that basketball analogy. You know that's yeah that's how I guard Dom in real life. You know he can't that's go left at all. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's just easy. It's that weak side. It's that weak side. You know? <laughs> that's how you guard Dom. Just know, man. Dom, that's your flip like pants. Hey, don't try that. Don't try it. My Jalen Brown out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't go left. That's true. <laughs> That's hilarious. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Tiana, I'll let you go ahead and take the next one. All right, Ed. Um, how do how do you create balance when surrounded by individuals who may not share your same faith? 
Um, well, I would say to stay true to yourself, um, stay true to the, the positive influences in life, you know, the teachings that you get from uh, your parents or your pastor, Pastor Thomas. Um, that's what's going to keep you grounded. Um, you know, other people's opinions don't necessarily have to become your truth, become your reality. Um, you know, they can believe what they want, uh, but just stay uh, true to who you are, you know, what you believe and who God has called you to be. Um, mm -hmm. Lead by example. Um, you know, I've had friends who don't necessarily share uh, the same deep-rooted belief that I have, right? Um, but those same friends will reach out to me and ask prayer if they're going through something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's just by leading by example. Um, so, you know, just, just be you and don't let um, any outsiders try to change who you are. And, um, you know, I know we, we had talked about, or Dev had mentioned this before in, a, in another uh, setting, uh, but just really surrounding yourself with, with people who are, who are like-minded, you know, as I talked about before, you know, people that, that build you up. Um, when you look at, or when I look at, or we, you know, when you look at my, my core group of guys, you know, Rod, Jamal, uh, Bowie, Juan, um, you know, those guys grew up with same, same mindset, same mentality. Um, Whenever somebody might be going through something, like we get on the phone, we pray. You know what I mean? So um, always lifting each other up, always building each other up. Um, Helps. Having that good support system. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have that, that good support system, uh, a tight circle. As you, as you guys start to, you know, get older, you'll, you'll start to see you, you don't really have um, a lot of friends. You'll, you'll start to have like a, a core group of friends. And really, yeah. like, my whole life i haven't you know i've had a lot of friends right but my core group has always really been my core group um so uh yeah just trying to stay balanced and uh and, and maintain uh that that good group of friends and then just knowing that everybody around you can't rise with you mm -hmm. like fortunately you know, sometimes you got to let some folks go because of when you so, you know, just just uh, take a look at your, your inner circle and, you know, make some executive decisions. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you so much, Ed, for your time. Is there any way that uh, we can get any information, any contact information for you? Yeah. So I'm not really on social media like that, but uh, um, you guys can uh, reach out to me uh, via email, edward.m dot thomas number one at gmail.com so uh, if you guys email me have some questions and of course you guys got my contact so anything that you guys ever need from me just let me know you know i'm there 